0: I'm Jordan. I'm Tim. And this is Failures, Flops, and Fiascos. Welcome.
1: Jordan, we've come to our, what I think we're considering our season finale. Yep. Season one finale. Yep. Oh yeah, this is the first of many. Awesome. Yep. I actually, I today I thought of a new topic that I think will be a good one for our next season. I'm pretty excited about yeah. that. And it's not one of the ones I already thought about, which is kind of cool. Creative mind you got now, there. I, yep. I guess. I guess.
0: Oh. <laughs> I'm... uh I have to say I've already got, I
1: think I have like three three, ideas already lined up for next season. I had a couple that I wanted to do for this episode. And then after we did episode three, I believe, I immediately thought of this topic tonight and pushed the other ideas aside. Okay. I'm pretty stoked. Since I've known you, mm-hmm. I've come to know that you kind of take music seriously. Yes. How serious do you take it? I think
0: music is the best form of communication. I think it's the most accurate way to describe how a person feels. Nice. I think it transcends language, culture. I think music has the potential to make a person feel things that words can't. I
1: 100% agree with you. You've also recorded your own music before, right? Yes. How would you feel... If you were a recording artist which you are digitally, correct? Mhm. What if you found out that your master recordings burned to the ground? Ooh. All
0: that hard work just up in flames it's gone. That would be devastating.
1: I probably I would probably have to take like 3 years off. Yes. Tonight we're talking about that. There was a warehouse in Universal Studios' back lot that housed several thousand master recordings oh, boy. of several artists that went ablaze and burned beyond repair.
0: That was the only recording?
1: Yes. Oh, well, okay, so we're talking about master recordings. And I don't know what if you know. Do you know what a master recording is? Master recording is right before
0: release
1: yes my understanding correct usually uh and especially back in the day you would record certain parts uh, a lot of artists would record the guitar on this track mm-hmm. drums in this track vocals those would be combined into the master which then would be released right yep yeah
0: because there there's like if you go, like anytime you watch any type of live documentary or you watch a movie about a band and they're shown in the recording studio, you only see one. Yes. Only one is recording at a time. Yeah. That's on purpose and it's it allows a lot more editing flexibility. Yeah. And you can mix and master the different tracks, the different instruments, the vocals, you can adjust the levels of each and not have any type of interference yeah so that's why they normally record it one at a
1: time yes and i don't know about you i have there are certain bands that if they release remaster mm-hmm. series a lot of times they will go into those master recordings yep they will clean them up they'll make them sound even better some of these artists will never have that opportunity again oh,
0: man that- I can't even imagine what that would feel like.
1: Yeah. I know. uh, I I go back and forth because I know like, if you buy an album and it's classic, you listen to those 10 songs or whatever and and you love it. You want it to sound better. You always want it to sound better. Sometimes they release those outtakes Mm -hmm. or different versions or like, oh, this one had this guitar solo at first. Right. Sometimes I think that's really cool. And I get torn between like, oh, do I do I need to hear that or do I just I stick with what I listen to or what right. everybody knows? Yeah. It's fun to hear those things, but are they necessary? I don't know. Well, I think it's fun
0: to hear it, but you always just associate the first time you've heard something as
1: the original.
0: It, it's fun to hear those things, but at the end of the day, I always just go back to the original.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, some of those things are lost. On the morning of June 1st, 2008, there on the back lots of the Universal Studios, there was a crew of workers, maintenance workers that were doing some work on it involved blow torches. It was already hot. It's in Los Angeles. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever been there. Yes. Very hot, very dry. Bad combination. <laughs> very hot, Very dry. Yes. Bad idea, right? Yep. Exactly. The blowtorch caused the roof of the New England Street's backlot to catch fire. Outdoor area where large exterior sets of movies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the movies that were f- are filmed in those backlots include my favorite, Back to the Future. Oh, I so, love that series. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. So this was kind of the, I don't know if it was necessarily that area, mm-hmm. but that it is universal. So it could have been.
0: Sure. By the way, have you ever seen Universal Studios? I've
1: been yes, I have
0: been there. Okay, it's like you would not. It's like those hoop houses. Yeah, you, you know, you yes. see out in the country. Yep, but big and just stacked on top beside each
1: other. Yeah, and it's huge. Yep. So the fire spread to a place called the Video Vault. So the vault, the Video Vault, is a twenty-two thousand square foot warehouse that stored film reels, but also housed a sound recording library recordings from the umg or the universal music group label which i I believe it owns several subsidies of that like geffen records a&m oh wow uh some of those things okay they are umg it's a, a dutch american multinational music corporation under dutch law umg's corporate headquarters are located in the netherlands of all places it's operational headquarters are located in santa monica california it's the biggest music company in the world one of the big three along with sony music and warner music the fire spread to a full 3.5 acres that's huge that's a lot of area yeah especially in that part of la yes And it took a full day to contain. However, salvaging the building proved to be unsuccessful. At the time, the media only covered the damage to the video vault. Oh, boy. So this happened in 2008. Keep in mind. Okay. Keep in mind that date. Mm -hmm. But not to the Sound Recordings Library. They didn't mention the musical part of it. Okay. So we have a fire. It's in a warehouse in Universal. Mm-hmm. so if we just think about that for a second if it's just the video how important do you think that is as a as a historical thought
0: i'm imagining that it was probably stuff that never got released maybe like bloopers and outtakes and just okay. b-roll type of materials i don't think it would be devastating because i i get well i guess i don't know but I already know that the music hadn't been released yet. Yeah. I don't know if the or same the, is or true. Or the news about the
1: the music. Okay. Yeah.
0: I don't know if the same counts for the video. So if it was already released, yeah, in 2008, we have the technology to keep that stuff going. Okay. But if it hasn't been released yet and that was the only physical recording of it, that's a big deal.
1: Yeah. Interestingly, everyone forgot to mention The 500,000 songs that were lost. We're talking master recordings from nearly 60 years. Oh, man. Artists such as Louis Armstrong, Duke Ellington, Judy Garland, Etta James, Neil Diamond, Eric Clapton, Yoko Ono. I don't know if anybody cares, but (laughs) Yoko Ono. Elton John. Janet Jackson, no doubt. Tupac Shakur. The list, I'll read you the list at the end here. Okay.
0: Now, Universal Studios, they're obviously very successful. Yes. I highly respect them. They make great movies. I mean, they know what they're doing. Who thought it would be a good idea to keep all of the unreleased music from classic artists... In one roof with apparently no fire protection
1: in a place like California where there's a lot of fires. Exactly. That's going to be one of my questions towards you. Okay. So when you, like we talked about the remastered music, Mm -hmm. in order to to do a remaster, you need to go back to those master recordings. Yeah, and preferably even master track recordings, not
0: just the master recording.
1: Yeah. So... In order to even have like a reprint of this music, you need those master recordings. Yep. Some of them are gone forever. They are ashes. That makes me actually emotional. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Exactly. One of the, according to one Jody Rosen, June 11th, 2019 New York Times article. So she's a writer for the New York Times. She suggests example of this being some of the stuff that was lost is, for example, Aretha Franklin's first commercial recordings made when the Queen of Soul was still just a teenager, gone. Man, no one what will ever hear that. No one will. No, exactly. Man. It also suggests that certain lesser-known artists' tapes might be destroyed completely if other lower-quality recordings were not stored anywhere else. So this brings up a question for you these are the master recordings mm-hmm. I'm sure somewhere they are probably digitally restored and kept is that the same? do you feel like that's the same as having the is in the studio it's being put on a tape and stored and now it's gone but you could take that recording digitally preserve it I guess mm-hmm. in my opinion it's not the same I don't know. What do you, what do you think? There's something about having the moment in time.
0: Nowadays everything starts digitally. There is no right. analog recording really. Right. Not anymore at not, least. Yeah. And definitely not for mainstream. It's all digital. At the time in 2008, while well, you're talking about artists such as Aretha Franklin, those type of artists only had analog. Yeah. So That's a hard one. I think for all the classic, yeah, I think it means more because it was a different time for those artists. There's just something warm and cozy about that time of musical technology. Yeah. And you're right. There is that in the moment type of charm that comes with that. Right. Digitally, it's easy to edit out any little imperfection. And sometimes I think
1: those little imperfections are what makes the older music I'm so glad you interesting. said that. Yes. And I'm not dissing anything digitally recorded these days. I think it's an amazing technology. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you you can't just like taking a digital photo. You can say, oh, you know, no, I don't like that. Erase that. Go back. Do it again. Change it. Yeah. yeah. You can change it as many times as you want. Right. I, I don't think some of the, the warmth, like you said, is... It's in that moment. Right. And
0: especially that was before Auto
1: Tune. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yes. all, all those yeah.
0: artists like Aretha Franklin, Neil Diamond. Yeah. That was authentic talent. Yes. That was lost. Yeah. Not saying that artists today aren't talented, but it's so easy now to make it sound how you want. Right. Whereas before, I think the artists knew what they
1: were good at and expounded on that. Yes. I 100% agree with you. So interestingly, as mentioned before, the scope of the damage of the fire was only highlighted internally. So Lost in the Fire was undoubtedly a huge musical heritage. Mm -hmm. However, as previously heard in an audio clip, only the video vault damage was highlighted to the public. This is 2008 when it happened. So Jonathan Cohen... His June 2nd, thousand eight, Billboard article states, We had no loss, thankfully. A universal spokesperson tells Billboard, We moved most of what was formerly stored there earlier this year to other facilities. Mm. Of the small the small amount that was still there and awaiting to be moved, it had already been digitized, so the music will still be around for many years. Okay, so we're going back to that preservation Mm -hmm. i still feel like even though it's digitized it's preserved there should be a place to have these recordings Mm
0: -hmm.
1: just in case Mm -hmm. something happens to a digital version i -hmm. mean not necessarily fire but who knows yeah yeah it could be
0: anything yeah i have recorded something and just been like man that's exactly what i wanted And it's always something that's like, I either forgot to hit record, I forgot to end the recording, I forgot to, I did everything right, and for some reason, it got corrupted. Plus, there's just something special, and I don't know how to describe it or what quality it really is, but when you record something on... A physical format the original should be preserved especially for artists such as aretha franklin and neil diamond and some of those pioneers of music you should keep that recording in a safe space not just in a warehouse somewhere yes that's
1: a big deal to me yes exactly so i think at this point i'll show you a picture really quick and tell me what you're seeing okay when you look at this photo what are you seeing I see firefighters. Okay.
0: And they are carrying these, what look like reels. Yes. Maybe photo reels, or maybe even those tin, like cookie jars. Okay. Whatever they used to have. But it looks like that, but really thin. So it's either movie reels or
1: recordings, like vinyl, maybe. Okay. So what do you see behind them?
0: Honestly, from here, it looks like pizza
1: boxes. Okay. Cardboard boxes? Yeah. I don't know what's going on here. I know that the the firemen are doing their job. The firemen are not archivists or professional-like anything. They're trying to do their job, which is to put out fires. Right. But there's cardboard boxes there, even if it's film, if it's recording reels. Do we put them in cardboard boxes? No. No. No, if this situation were to arrive, which it did, we just let them carry them out one at a time.
0: Now that you mention that, that is really kind of weird. I would not expect firefighters to be carrying items out of a building that's on fire. Right, they go in to stop the fire, but at the end of the day, their job is not to care about what's in. Right, like
1: they'll take the people out, but. The actual physical yeah. things, and they don't really care about that. Exactly. They are doing their job. They're putting out the fire. I, I give them all that credit in the world, but they don't know why. No. Why the fire's there. What's in the fire? Mm-hmm. They care about the people, sure. which is awesome. Yep. Obviously, it'd be in the story if anybody was hurt. Mm-hmm. They don't know that this warehouse has... Yeah, and they shouldn't care, right? Yeah, no. And I don't I don't blame them at all. Mm -hmm. But the problem I have is these historical documents, in my frame of mind, they should not be in a cardboard box. I agree. (laughs) I agree. Former UMG employee Randy Aronson, who was UMG's senior director of the vault operations in 2008, tells Rosen, this is the guy who wrote the article, the company knew that there would be shock An outrage if people found out the real story. It's a secret, and I'm ashamed to have been part of it. It wasn't until like 2019, fairly recently. I mean, this happened in 2008. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until within the last five years, I believe, that the actual damage report came out. 11 years later? Exactly. And it's much worse than they told anybody. Wow, 11
0: years? Yeah. That's kind of crazy.
1: Yeah. After the fire, UMG, Universal Music Group, began a project to recover the lost recordings. About one-fifth were recovered by obtaining inferior copies, but the originals, the masters, are gone Yep. forever. That's sad. So right now, I will read you a list of some of the artists that were gone. Uh, some of them I don't know but it's still history. Yeah. It's a shame that you go through all that effort.
0: It goes through all the process and it is ready for release and it burns up.
1: Yeah. As an artist, don't you don't you trust that those will be taken care of? Especially with a label of that size. Yes. You would expect, okay,
0: they're going to take care of it. I hand this to you and I am fully confident that you will do what's right.
1: Exactly. So here's the list and some of them like I said I don't know. Some of them I definitely know, and it breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. Benny Goodman, Cab Calloway, The Andrew Sisters, The Ink Spots, The Mills Brothers, Lionel Hampton, Ray Charles, Sister mm. Rosetta Tharp, Claire Ward, Sammy Davis Jr., Les Paul, mm. Fats Domino, Big Mama Thornton. Mm-hmm. Burl Ives, The Weavers, Kitty Wells, Ernest Tubb, Lefty Frizzle, Loretta Lynn, George Jones, Merle Haggard, Bobby Blue Bland, (laughs) B.B. King, Ike Turner, The Four Tops, Mm -hmm. Quincy Jones, Burt Bacharach, Joan Baez, Neil Diamond, Sonny and Cher, The Mamas and the Papas, Joni Mitchell, Captain Beefheart, Cat Stevens, The Carpenters, Gladys Knight, and The Pips, Al Green, The Flying Burrito Brothers, Elton John, Leonard Skinner, Eric Clapton, Jimmy Buffett, The Eagles, Don Henley, Errol Smith, Steely Dan, Iggy Pop, Rufus and Shaka Khan, Barry White, Patti LaBelle, Yoko Ono, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, The Police, Sting, mm. George Strait, Steve Earle, R.E.M., Janet Jackson, Eric B. and Rakim. New Edition, Bobby Brown, Guns N' Roses. Ooh, that's probably a good thing, though. <laughs> Maybe it was the Chinese democracy. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it took 14 years. <laughs> Queen Latifah, Mary J. Blige, Sonic Youth, No Doubt, Nine Inch Nails, Snoop Dogg, Wow, and Nirvana, Soundgarden, Hole, Beck, Sheryl Crow, Tupac, Eminem, 50 Cent, and The Roots. What do you think
0: of that list? Funny enough, the one that hurts me the most is The Police, honestly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, but I really respect The Police
1: and their music. Some of those that you first mentioned, I don't know yeah some yeah exactly same here and as music fans like both of us are yeah i don't know most of those that's just i guess the short list that doesn't mention like any artists that may have been like oh we recorded this one album we didn't make it as a band but yeah but still like wouldn't you like to have that yeah like we were good enough to be
0: professionally recorded but it never made it to release or you know it yeah it wasn't going to be successful so they canned the project right I would still want to have yeah. that. Like that would be a really cool experience. There were others in there, like Elton John, Mary J. Blige. That hurts too, because I think she's a really good artist. Some of those towards the end, Eminem. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know if any of these artists have ever talked about the things Ooh. that they that that they recorded but it never got released?
1: I don't know. That'd be interesting to look up.
0: Because I think now, especially for any artist that's up and coming now, you can do pretty much everything from home. Like you don't need yeah. to have a studio go record, have yeah. someone else edit. A lot of artists today already make their music and get discovered. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. So. That's an interesting thought. Because I keep every like everything
0: I ever recorded... I keep two copies of, especially the stuff that hasn't been released. Okay. I keep two copies of the stuff that's already released. They're on servers somewhere. Like all these different companies have copies of it. But anything that I haven't released yet, I'm the only person who has it.
1: So it's like, I keep two different versions of it. Two different copies of the same version. Which makes sense. Gotta be safe. Yeah. What's your opinion between analog and digital?
0: With analog, there's a type of warmth and it's accurate. It's in the moment. It feels more real. Okay. But digital has benefits and a different level of creativity than just analog. Analog made it so that the artist had to be good. Okay. Digital makes it to where you have to know what you're doing or you have to be creative. Okay. Okay. And... I think analog, you had to be creative, but I don't think you can ever recreate the possibilities of digital with analog. And a lot of artists still use analog techniques. Yeah. They'll use analog instruments. They'll use analog recording techniques, and then they won't alter it at all because they like that feeling, the warmth and authentic feel of it. But... I think there's pros and cons to both. I personally like analog more so than
1: digital. Just briefly, can you explain what analog and like the difference between analog and...
0: Yeah, so analog recording techniques would have been, you used a microphone for everything. Um, Okay. So whether it's recording an instrument, whether it's recording your voice. I don't know if back in the day, they had the ability to... So back before computers, they literally recorded to tape. Okay. And that was how they recorded music. That was how they distributed music. Now, digital tools allow you to, we're recording this podcast digitally. Digitally, yeah. Yeah. So we have mics going to a audio interface, which then goes to a computer, which then I can take that recording and edit it make it sound beautiful and then send it out easily whereas back in the day it was all physical yeah and it was a lot harder to do yes okay you kind of had to you had to be a professional you had to know yeah like if you worked in a studio you had to be an audio engineer yes okay whereas today it's like you could get like a 10 year old on a laptop and they can make the next hit (laughs) yeah true enough yeah that is true yes yeah what do you prefer i've never recorded analog i like digital because it's easy to edit out mistakes i let some of my mistakes live on in my music just to give it that more real feel okay but at the end of the day digital is all i know okay I, I can't really speak to animals. If art. you
1: had the option, if you had the money to go to a recording studio.
0: Would I do it?
1: Yeah. yeah, I'd like to
0: experience that once. Like yeah. have an engineer back behind the yes. glass and yeah. he's like doing all the levels. Yeah,
1: and yeah I think that would be pretty cool. That's cool. So why share with the public the video vault damage but not the master recordings? Why would Universal say, uh, yeah, we lost some video, but... I think they were embarrassed.
0: Maybe they knew they should have done better to preserve the music. Okay, yes. I think that's probably the biggest reason is they knew their mistake and they didn't want to admit it. Okay. Why did it take so long to come out? I think... Time wears on people sometimes. Okay. Yeah, when they know something culturally, and especially pop culture, that's such a big thing in this country. And I think it's and it's such an, for a company the size of Universal Studios, it's so embarrassing for others to see your failure
1: of that oh, magnitude. Man. Yes, <laughs> yes. Where do you think this ranks? As far as damage slash disaster in the music industry. Why?
0: That's pretty high up there. Because like I've said a few times. It's a lot of work to go through writing a song. Mm-hmm. Recording it. And there are multiple versions of the recording. It's not just you go in there and right. everything's magically right. In the yeah. first take. Yeah. It takes a long time to get it right. And it takes the right circumstances, the right engineers, the right artists. And the result of all of that is a little physical vinyl. And that's it. Yes. And there's so much hard work and effort that goes into it. And for that to burn up <laughs> is devastating for every single person that worked on it. Yeah. And all the people who never got to hear it, yes, only the artists and the people who worked on that music have an idea of what all that hard work summed up, yes, and meant. Yeah, and that's a shame. Oh man.
1: <sighs> Though
0: I'm not too sad
1: about Guns and Roses. Who's the failure here? Because we can we can label this as a fail, right? Oh yes, yeah. Yeah. This wasn't a flop this wasn't a fiasco that
0: somebody failed somebody made the decision to keep that in basically no protection from fire yes rain whatever i'm sure some of it got damaged purely from the firefighters trying to put it out yes like the water
1: and yeah you know the debris but um, and again but i am not like the firefighter is like of all anybody in this situation good for them cuz yeah. they're doing their job sure but yeah. they didn't know what they're walking into they didn't know that maybe maybe we should be careful
0: right that's one of those things it's part of the job it's like i guess you never know that morning what you're going to yeah experience and you know firefighters go through a lot you know they see oh, a lot yeah. of, of things but yeah, like, okay, we're going to Universal Studios, whatever. Like, we're going to put out the fire, the you know costume building yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like, they have no idea what they they're... They they do not know what they're walking into. Yeah. Right. They don't understand the significance of their job is to go put out a fire.
1: Yeah. So, what could they have done? There's somebody at fault here. Yeah. I don't know who, mm-hmm. but somebody is.
0: Yep. Yeah. By the way, is that the first time... That's happened. Like I, we've always been able to pinpoint uh well, I guess not for ten cent beer night. We haven't really <laughs> figured out who made that who decision. Made that, right, exactly. I put most of obviously I put most of the blame on Universal Studios for not putting them in a better spot. Okay. Like not protecting them the way yeah. that they needed to be. The people who are doing the work, the torch, like, yeah, they're Could they probably have done things differently to prevent a fire? Nowadays, it seems very unlikely that a welder or someone using a torch would start a fire of such magnitude because of safety and and the advances that have been made in that regard. But they're just doing a job, just like the firemen. And I don't know. Obviously, to me, it's the Universal Studios fault for not yes protecting the valuable cultural significant items yes
1: yes this was 2008 that's not that long ago in yeah exactly in the grand scheme of things it's not that long ago mm-hmm. there is preservation methods and a fireproof places or mm-hmm. boxes or i don't i don't know you stored know stored like, underground exactly like, do some, I mean, something. There is, is something that you can do
0: in yep. 2008. Yep. Even if it's putting it in a safe. Like, yeah.
1: Do something. Right. Don't just leave it in a warehouse. If, if you made the effort, it wouldn't be as much of a fail. Right. But when you look at that picture that I showed you, there's cardboard boxes yeah. behind them. That's just mind-blowing to me. Yeah. I don't know the situation. But when you show me that picture, it kind of makes me mad.
0: Now, let me ask you a question. Sure. When you say unreleased music, you're not necessarily meaning that was intended to ever be released publicly. It could be that they, it's just like B-roll material. Right, right. It was like they recorded 50 songs, only 11 made
1: the cut. Let's just store the remaining. I think it's a little bit of everything. So I think it's like, say you have a song that made it on the album. You have all of take one, take two, take three. You have all that. That's not released. Mm -hmm. But you also have that song on the master recording that's no longer with us. Right. As far as unreleased songs that nobody's ever heard, I don't know about that. Unless it's like a small artist that... Hey, we recorded this one album, we started here, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a really unfortunate situation.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but for example, Prince and Michael Jackson, they recorded a bunch of music that just never right. saw the light of day. Right. And now they're making albums out yeah. of that. I'm just curious was it Mary J. Blige, Eminem, were they? Just kind of, eh, yeah, you know, meh Song Like a random song? Yeah. Uh, that a, that's a good question. I don't know. Because it had to be a certain quality yeah. to get through the mastering process. Right. But I yes. just wonder
1: if it's like... There's other unreleased yeah, just, stuff that nobody's ever heard? Yeah. That is a good question.
0: Like if it was intended to be released on the next album, it yeah. just went up in yeah. smoke. I'll look into that. Because I would have sure. no motivation to go back through and record... Like re-record something. Yeah. I'd be like, I got to move forward. I can't
1: dwell on that. So one last thing I wanted to bring up, and this is just a comment from uh, a video from <laughs> from YouTube. We could just discuss it, but it's, <laughs> it's pretty random. <laughs> this comment on, I believe it's YouTube, it says, No masters were lost. Just 75% were burned beyond repair. he continues to say about four years ago i watched a video on the mandela effect (laughs) and it it talked about how the large hadron collider Uh in switzerland had accidentally around this time created a black hole that ended civilization (laughs) oh boy (laughs) and we were put into an alternate timeline Mm. in our original timeline Maybe the damage wasn't that serious. Oh my
0: god!
1: So I just wanted to bring that out because it's hilarious. That's awesome. Um, maybe I mean, kudos <laughs> to the creativity of that guy or girl. Right? That's hilarious. So, so their hope is somewhere in an alternate timeline. Maybe it just got smoke damage and and was like able to to survive, but. <laughs> But no, not in our timeline. It was damaged beyond repair. Yeah. So. Large Hadron Collider. Was not
0: expecting to talk
1: about that yeah, in this no. episode. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for the... I love, I love that kind of thing, man.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: That's awesome. So is this a fail? Absolutely a fail. Absolutely. Uh, where do you rate this with our other fails? Ooh, man. They're all kind of different, but...
0: Yeah. There's like funny fail, like... You know 10 cent beer night, yeah. Nobody got like hurt, like, yeah. Seriously, it's just the circumstances now are funny. At the time, they probably weren't funny, but <laughs> yeah, this is it's something I didn't know about. This was a new concept to me,
1: like, I, I didn't know that the, that had happened. That's what kind of irritates me is probably so many people still don't know about it.
0: Yeah, I like I said, this was the first time I've ever heard of this. And it hurts because I appreciate music. I know the hard work and effort that goes into coming up with an idea, recording it, getting it mastered and mixed perfectly. And I just can't imagine what those artists feel. Yeah. And also all the fans of those artists who can't listen to that music.
1: Yes. That's just it. Like I said before, like, I do buy a lot of the remastered, like, oh, the box set, like, unreleased. Oh, it has 13 versions of this one song. I like that because I want to know how it became this song that I love. Mm -hmm. I would like to hear more, like, candid, like, conversation maybe before. Hey, we're about to record. Let's We're talking, though, but Mm -hmm. I don't know if stuff like that exists. Like, true...
0: Did like studio recordings, yes, like, yeah, like you can hear the door opening, and yes, like, hey man, I love your that, day? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: exactly because it puts you in that moment even more so. Yep, do I need to hear it all the time? Not necessarily, mm-hmm. I will go back to that original recording, but yeah, I, w- I want to hear it, yeah, I love a good documentary, yeah,
0: like seeing and hearing and just watching how an idea came to life and how they went through and recorded it and the decisions they made when they were recording it yeah, and how it all affected the final outcome. Like I
1: love that type of stuff. Cool. Yes. Yes. Me too. Absolutely. And when I see artists like Nirvana was in there, Mm -hmm. I don't think there's much of Nirvana that we haven't heard. Mm -hmm. I mean, who's to say, but now we won't. Yeah. Because I personally love Guns N' Roses. What did we lose from them? All these old artists. Like, yep. I don't... I shouldn't say old, huh? <laughs> All these <laughs> artists. <laughs> it, it, it's just... It's really sad to me. Yeah, it is. It's a sad situation. And I'm not dogging digital because I think that has its place too, but it's not that warmth. Mm-hmm. It's not that moment of time. Mm-hmm. It's something that they took and put it on digital,
0: yep, I feel like uh that's a good analogy. Analog is warm, electric is cold, okay, I don't know if that makes any sense, but I'm sure people I out there, get what yeah, I totally get what you're saying it's it just feels more authentic. it feels more human when it's analog when it's digital it it feels like you know a machine made it,
1: yeah, um, okay.
0: That's how it feels to me at least. Yeah. And I love electronic yeah. You know, techniques and music. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just really love a good analog. Cool. What do you think they could do to rectify this situation? <laughs> what could other uh, companies
0: learn from this situation? Keep historical or culturally significant, even if you don't think it is, keep it in a safe spot. Have different versions of it recorded digitally. Yeah, have an analog version. Keep it all, you know, safe. Yeah, I, I don't know how else to describe it. Just make sure it's safe. Keep it in a bank somewhere, like keep it underground, keep it in a yeah. vault. Do something. Do you think anything is ever 100% safe? No, 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 but I think if somebody wanted to destroy. Something they could probably find a way. Okay. But in this instance, it was just... Accidental. I I don't think they realized... uh, It just may never cross their mind that something like that could happen. Right. Well, there you go, man. (laughs) Yep. I learned something new today. Yeah. Something more to depress me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And there you go. Yep, you're welcome. Episode 6, Season 1.
0: Thank you guys for listening to another episode. Please follow us on Twitter at FX3podcast. Our Instagram is at F3pod underscore cast. And Facebook is failures, flops, and fiascos. Please
1: feel free to submit your fail of the week to FX3podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, guys, and we'll see you next time.